a lot of times I can say this, but I, I always enjoy having guests on that I sort of, I guess, idolize or grew up with that um, meant something to my childhood. Uh, and the person that we have on today who I is like one of the coolest, most down to earth people that you could possibly ever find. Um, he plays Mort Goldman on the hit family series, Family Guy. And he was part of my childhood and he's got a lot of something really cool to promote. I'm very excited to bring in my buddy, my, who I can call a true friend, Johnny Brennan. Hey, Steve. You know, it's funny when you think about it, you don't really think about it. But when you do, you say, oh, my God, all the years go back, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, when I was uh, in high school, uh, one of my friends said, yo, you, you got to hear this tape. And what happened with you and, then, and being, you know, the funny guy that you are and the creative person you are, you started doing these phony phone calls just because you were, like, bored, right? It was just like you guys had nothing to do, so you just started breaking people's balls, right? Well, it, it was actually, it was just me, and uh, this is going back many, many decades. Uh, it was just me fucking around um, and uh, getting these characters on tape and, you know, Playing them for my brothers on the weekend. You you know, you know my brothers, you know yeah, Muffin Ash. <laughs> yeah. And um uh so it was just, you know, at the time he was just a kid, he was a baby. Uh like Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane, when he started listening to my stuff, he was eleven. And he and my brother Jason Muffin Ass are the same exact age. So um it, it was just it was just a, a like a, a happy accident. Um I never intended to be famous. I I I you know. And that's the difference. You know, everybody talks about, you know, comedy and comedians and things like that. I'm not a comedian. I, I, I um, you know, comedians, they work, they, they, they do their own thing. And I just did this thing that kind of took the world by storm. And I have to say the new record is, is no different, man. It's been almost 25 years since I put out an actual Jerky Boys uh, CD record. Um, and the response I'm getting on this record is absolutely amazing. I so, you know, we'll take it back a little bit. I want to get to the record in a second. Now, first of all, real quick, this is all new stuff. Everything on this record is brand new. It was, it was done within the last two and a half months, three okay. months top. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you a lot of time sitting home, not having nothing to do. Perfect time to break people's balls. So. Well. You know what it is, uh, the COVID, you know, the COVID really doesn't bother me because I don't pay much attention to it. Um, I haven't, and I don't, you know, go into that whole mindset that, uh, you know, if you get COVID, you're dead. I don't, I don't buy it. So, um, you know, I don't pay attention to that shit. I, I, I've been going out my life the way I've done for forever. But with that being said, you know, I don't want to make light of it because I know a lot of people, they panic, they're afraid, they're, you know, they think if they got the COVID, they're going to fucking die. And that's it. It's all over. That's how the media, you know, has people believing. But, um, you know, but you, you know, but the world kind of slows down. So you got a little time to do a little this or a little that. And um, and, and, and I said to myself, because I announced it uh, two years ago in Kingsland, in Brooklyn, the nightclub Kingsland. So I announced it two years ago, so I, I, I wanted to make sure I follow through with it because a lot of people were saying, Johnny, what the fuck, bro? You, you, you said you got a new one coming out. Um, and I, so I had to buckle down, and Comedy Dynamics has been uh, very cool. They've been very patient with me, and, and um, they let me kind of go at my own speed. And 
I, I, you know, I, we put it together. Sean, you know, Sean Taggart. Sean Taggart once again comes through with a, a just a brilliant oh, the artwork on the cover, and people go nuts for Sean's work. So it all came together at once, and it was just it was just perfect. So, um, so I, all right, I want I want to go back to the I want to go back in time and say because you know technology has taken leaps and bounds since uh, yeah. you know we were in high school and shit like that, but. You still had the ability to get some quality, uh, you know, recordings. How did you do that? Like, what did you use? What was your method? Because I, I got to just see, would you hold the tape recorder up to the phone or did you have some system set up? No, this time around, I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it just like I did back, you know, back in the day, you know, many years ago, um, where it's just me speaking to a device. Except what's nice this time is uh, a good buddy of mine who's a friend to you to your guys and has been a fan of you know Howard and all the, you know you guys and what you guys do. His name is Paul and he he's from Long Island and he's a huge fan of mine and he designed or uh, he took a, a a note an old note and he turned it into a device that all I had to do if any calls come in or any calls go out. Um, they're automatically recorded and they're recorded on both ends. So um, I couldn't thank Paul enough for doing that. And um, it made it really easy. So it was just like the old days where all I had to do was speak to a device, but this time I don't have to do anything except answer it. Um, instead of pushing buttons and pushing tape recorders and, you know, getting the, the speaker phone and getting the, the, the uh, boom box and hitting play and record on the boom box and, so it, it, it was it was nice. So I would go down to the Cornwall police station here in Cornwall, New York, and uh, I'd park right in front of the police station. And there's a big cell tower down there, you know, 10 story cell tower. And um, and that's where I made, I'd say, at least 85, 90 percent of this record. Oh, wow. Just sitting in your car. Yeah. Sitting in, sit, sit in the car with this with this uh, note. That when it rings or when I dial out, everything's always ready to go. That's that's fucking great. So now it was just like literally when that tape was going around. And if, for those you don't know, if you're a little younger and you don't, you definitely know Johnny from Family Guy. But his past, it's like this tape was like it was the it was like really some of the first things that ever went viral without a computer because yes. it was literally it went from. Everybody just record, you're like re-recording the, the same tape over and over and over again and just handing it out to your friends. And I would literally get home from high school, drop my school bag, and run over to my friend Phil's house. And we would listen to the tape over and over and over again. I just had to lock my cats out, so I, I, I get it. <laughs> so um, we would listen to the tape over and over again. And then when we weren't listening to it, we were imitating it. You know what I'm saying? We were doing Saul Goodman, and we were doing all, like, the different characters that you were doing while we were playing stickball or football, you know? And it was just, it was such a huge part of, like, that late 80s, early 90s, and we just laughed our asses off. And then and then it, it grew to such big popularity. I, the funny thing is, I remember when I first started working on Howard, and I brought the tape in, and they were like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, and then all of a sudden, then they wound up, then someone else brought it in. And they were like, this is brilliant. I'm like, I played that shit for you like a year ago when I first started here. You know, and it was like it made no sense. Like they blew me off like I was an idiot. 
And then all of a sudden, I forgot who, how they found it throughout somebody else. And they were like, uh, oh, wow, this is great. And I was like, fuck you. I had that- yeah, well, you know what? I No matter how, no matter how it happened, um, and, and I know, I know you, you, you've, you've been there since the very beginning. No, you've done my show before. And I, you know, I, I usually just call you up and go, yo, bro, why don't you come on? And you're like, yeah, but I love the fact that I had to go through a publicist this time to get you to come on. It's like, it's like, you're a whole new Johnny Brennan. Like, I, I have to go through the publicist. I love it. Yeah, no, not, you know me, man. I, I don't yeah. ever change. I don't ever change, man. I, I my personality has been the same. I, I, I don't believe in that stuff. Uh, where you get, you get, you know, cause I've been, I've been famous for decades now, you know? Um, so, but I don't go into that. I don't get into that whole thing. Like where, you know, but no, but I have to respect the publicity teams of the record label because I can't schedule stuff because they have a schedule for me. That's the only reason, you know, why everything has to run through them because they can take a slot and make it, you know, because today I have, uh, you know, but, but I do your show. I, you know, me and you go back. Jesus Christ, we go back forever. But um, you know, it's like I was saying before. You wanted this thing sideways, and I, I don't. I don't mind. But you know, there's no way to actually separate the fact that you know Howard Stern and the whole Stern show and Steve Grillo and all the you know, all the people. You know, Gary, obviously Gary, everybody from the Stern show, and uh, you know. You can't separate the two. It's like, you know, that is, you know, people always ask, you know, with the jerky boys. I get this fucking dog here. Asshole. Please. <laughs> yeah. Look at what he's chewing on. It's fucking yeah. dog. He wants to so, play. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, you can't, people ask. And, and when they ask the question, I got to answer it. And, and, you know, Howard is, will always be, you know, intertwined with my coming in. You know, I was... People knew me from coast to coast, up and down, you know, Australia, you know, you name it. But, you know, but then Howard came into the picture and somehow, like you said, you brought the tapes into Howard and um, he got a hold of the tapes and he started saying on his right on his TV, uh, his uh, radio show. And this is a long time ago. And Howard was like, man, if anybody knows who this Frank Rizzo guy is, man, I got to know. Call into the studio and. You know, when Howard does that, you're talking about Howard having how many millions of listeners? Well, not anymore, but. <laughs> you know, but uh, but back in the day, you know, Howard, you, you know, I mean, so that's why whenever that comes up, I mean, I got to I got to I got to put it out there because people. But again, you know, it was the 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 viral nature of it was so extreme that this fucking dog. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. What I kind of dog is it? Is. What kind of dog is it? Put him on camera. Come here. Come here. It's a uh, my daughter's dog. See him? Uh, oh, he's a little, he's a little guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> a fucking. Uh, he's a uh, what do you call a uh, uh, chocolate pomeranian? Oh, okay. Oh, he loves you. Yeah, but he's a fucking nut. He's an asshole. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. So um. So yeah, so you know, it, it was uh, it, it was you know it was you know how it was back then. Everybody and their mother was making copies of the tapes and handing them out, and and the, you know New York Times said it was the largest bootleg in history. You know, 
and um, and it still and still went on to sell uh, multi platinum. You know, millions and millions of records. Um, it was it was one of a kind deal. You know, Steve, it was a one of a kind deal. And, you know, and I, I love introducing new generations to the Jerky Boys. Like I, I you know, you know, my best friend's kids. You know, he. I just remember like getting the tape and, and playing it for them, and watching like the same reaction that, that we had. It's like hysterical yeah. fucking laughing. You know, watching that that shit. It's, it's like something that you know. You it, it just it, it it never gets old, and every generation could watch, listen to it and just still have the same reaction. It, it transcends time, and it's so fucking yeah. fun. I can't wait to hear your new shit what was your angle on these new things now that it's a completely different world from back then the way you talk is different the way you approach situations is different you know racial shit is different so um not that you were ever racial in any of the old shit that you did but right you, right you, you tended to be a little more aggressive did that the way things are now did that affect the way you were doing phone calls did it inhibit you a little mm -hmm. bit no, not at all. And I'll tell you, you know, you know me, Steve, you know me as a person, you know me for decades. I don't have a bone in my body that is racial or that I'm trying to hurt someone's feelings or that I'm, um, I'm going into something mean spirited and I'm going to take this guy and I'm going to lambaste him and fuck him over. And I don't do that. That's not what I do. Um, yeah. I've never done that. Um, and you, you can go to the hard, hardcore shit that I do. Let's say you take the auto mechanic. Yeah. That's like um, that's one of my favorites. That's that was the one that we did. Like one of the first, my favorite lines ever was like, "You say I'll come down tomorrow. I start tomorrow." And he goes, yeah. "Wait, wait, I gotta hire you first, guy." You know, yeah. like like that was one of the most like repeated lines ever with right. in, in my group of friends. Right, and um, so if you take that, and if you say you wanted to say, "Well, Jesus, that's that man. That's Johnny. He's going at it, man." And, and um, you take the guy that I'm speaking with, you can clearly see that I'm still not trying to, to, to uh, get him too angry because, but I'm, I'm trying to um, just keep giving some, some zings. And like, for example, I say, uh, you don't got nobody down there that works like me. I'm the best. You're the best. I'm the best. I'll wrap your fucking head in with a ratchet. And, and, and I'll work I'm yeah, I'm talking to this guy like this, and or or and and he's just brought, he's like, wait a minute, guy, I gotta hire you first, guy. I don't I don't think I don't think you should call here and talk to me like that. And um, well, I'm the best, and I just keep trying to sell myself. Yeah. So you so you see, you see, but whenever anybody tries to pull that shit, and if you go back in time, you know, we've been around the block. Uh, Tipper Gore tried to uh, pull that shit back in 93, I think it was. And she came out and said, the jerky boys and, and this rap guy and that rap guy. And bing, we got to slap a big fat warning label on these particular CDs because kids shouldn't listen to this stuff. And the jerky boys was front and center. And what do you think that did for my record sales? Yeah. Through the roof. Yeah, yeah. So, because my fans knew better. My fans, my fans are like, I, you know, I hear my mom and dad every now. If my if my dad subs his toe, he's like, fuck. You know, what? What? what you're acting like these these words are gonna fucking put you in the. They're just words. Yeah. You know, I'll wrap your fucking head in with a ratchet. You know, or or Brett Weir. Yeah. Get Brett Weir, I said. <laughs> and, and it was it was more what's about the, what's what's the story behind that? Because I know there's an interesting story. That, yeah, that Brett, yeah, yeah, Brett. The good, the good, 
the good news is when I called Brett, he never got on the phone. If Brett would have got on the phone, it would have been kaput. It would have never. So I called Brett's building um, in New York City that Brett was, he was running. He was a superintendent of this uh, high rise. Hey, you know, a friend of yours? Yeah, Brett is actually, uh, he, his brother Dennis married my sister. They were neighbors of mine up in Salisbury Mills, New York, back in 1965 when my folks bought a, a house up in, in New, uh, Salisbury Mills. So the the Weirs and the Brennans go back a long, long, a long way. But Brett, you know, years would go by later on. Brett's a grown man now. And my, my dad actually helped him get into a building on um, on 79th Street, New York City. Funny enough, my brother Joe is actually now running that building. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful building. So um, I 70, called... 79th and where? 79th between... Um, between Lex and Park, right okay. off Lex right. Park. Quivers so used to live on 79th and 1st, so I thought maybe it'd be weird if it was the same building. Yeah, 79th and 1st was my dentist, funny yeah. enough. But, um, you know, that's where I, I grew up a lot of years of my life. I grew up right there on 79th Street. So, um, you know, with that being said, uh, Brett never got on the phone, and um, it was his doorman that I was given the business to. And, you know, Look, jerky, I don't need to talk to you. You don't need yeah. to talk to me. I said, you know, get Brad Weir, I said. So that became, that was one of the actual first, first things that I've ever saw. I was driving home from a job that I was doing down in Brooklyn, I believe. And I'm coming home, you know, to go up to the country, Salisbury. And um, I'm on the Tappan Zee Bridge, the old, you know, Tappan Zee, and I'm, and I passed a, a big construction bus. It was a green construction bus. And right on the back was this giant bumper sticker that said, Brent Weir for president. And oh, I was shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's before, that's way before, you know, the fame. That, that had to be like 1986 or 85. And it said, Brent Weir for president. So there was enough of a, there was enough of a ground game where people were passing this out that it was everywhere. And that's right around the time that I started to understand by my cousins telling me at a family reunion that my stuff was all over the country. And that's when, yeah, that's when I started. And that's when Stern, that's when Howard Stern came into the, that's when everything was happening at once. How did, uh, who, who, who could, uh, who could you say coined the term jerky boys? Because my I mom, know, your mom. Yeah. My mom actually came up with that. My mom came up with the name for the, for the, for the, you know, for the whole franchise of characters. Because the record company, I was on the phone with the record company, standing about six feet, 10 feet away from my mom. She was doing the dishes and, you know, a mother, she's always listening into the conversations and I'm on the phone. And I said, well, I, I you know, I know because they were looking for a name. What are we going to name this record? And it was uh, Atlantic Records. Um, and um, I'm like, well, they, they're on the street. They're calling it the auto mechanic tapes. They're calling it the jerky tapes. They're calling it the Frank Rizzo tapes. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm on the phone. I'm like, I don't like any of those. That's not that's not a great name for, a, you know, for, uh, you know. And, and so while we're all thinking, my mom just screams out from washing the dishes. She's like, why don't you just call it the fucking jerky boys? And as soon as I heard it and the guys heard her say that to me, everybody on the phone was like, holy shit, that's it. So wow. even even myself, so cool. I was like, oh, my God. She goes, you're all you've been running around since you're a little kid doing all these fucking characters all your fucking life. Just call it the fucking jerky boys. And 
That was it. Your mom sounds and, a lot like my mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom was a, my, my mom was a she was a, a pisser man. She passed away in 2016. Sorry to hear um, that. Yeah, it, it, one of those deals. She goes into the hospital and uh, gets a, a, an aortic valve replaced. Everything's perfect. Everything came out. Oh, John, beautiful. She. They were done in an hour and 20 minutes. Next thing that he comes running back in, we got to get her down a CAT scan. She's bleeding out all over the place. I said, what are you talking about? You just told me everything was perfect. And he said, oh, where well, we did the aortic, that's all good, but she's bleeding. Because they chose to go in. They were going to open her up, but they didn't do that. They went in through the through the groin with these with these. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they they go in through the groin so they don't have to open her up. Yeah, and it turned out it, it was a nightmare. It was a fucking nightmare. But um, oh, sucks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she was a major. She was a major part of. Like I said, when I do Sal Rosenberg or I do Mort Goldman on Family Guy, that's actually I'm doing my mom. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and and so to the T. So. She was a huge part. She actually did the back cover for Jerky Boys 3. Jerky Boys 3 was all done, and we're just waiting on, you know, we're, I'm just like, I can't get it. I don't know. I can't get the back cover. So I went over to my mom's house to have a cup of coffee, and I said, yeah, I'm trying to get the back cover for the album. I said, I just can't see it. I, I don't. And she says, without missing a beat, she says, well, why don't you just make believe you're looking over Frank Rizzo's shoulder as he's going through the newspaper and the bylines for numbers and things like that and have a real nice kitchen scene in the back, like from like, let's say the fifties. And as soon as she said that, I called Sean Taggart who did my cover of the brand new record. And Sean Taggart said, that's it. Brilliant. So Sean Taggart came back to me, drew it up. And the, the back cover for Jerky Boys 3 is, is, you know, Frank Rizzo going through the papers and the bylines and all you can see is his forearms. And, yeah. and you can see the kitchen table. And, and, and so it just worked out perfectly. She always had an answer. That, that, you know, I'm thinking about this. It's kind of interesting considering how viral or, you know, how many people like, you know, reproduce that tape um, for a record company to invest in sending out a CD that everybody already kind of had. You right. know, that must right. have been uh, an issue at the beginning. No, because I know you did more than that. More than the first one, but like you know, everybody's like, "Well, what do I need to buy it for? I already got a copy," you know. Yeah, but um, see, that was the beauty of it, and that was what everybody could understand. They said that it'll never get away from them again, because now they can get it on CD, and now it's official. So, because people had back in the day, you remember, people had tapes, and they would play them so much that the tapes yeah. would break. Yeah. And once they broke, it was a pain in the ass to keep trying to fix them. So now they could have it on a CD that's pretty much indestructible if you take care of it. And I think that was the thinking. That's just me. I could be wrong. But it sold millions and millions of copies. It just was it was amazing. And and let's face it, the record companies didn't have to pay anything. Compare, imagine if picture John Bon Jovi or any band let's say and what the record company has to go through expense wise compared to me coming in with a dollar fifty cassette tape yeah so no. there was no there was no real over you know, yeah yeah it was it was a, a dream uh, to this day I, I I just heard recently from one of the the guys at the new tower records that is it, uh is it tower records? <laughs> yeah, Tower Records. The new it's new. It's 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 it, I think it's online, but it's the new Tower Records. That Jerky Boys 2 is in the top five comedy albums in 
of all time. Wow. That's so, so fucking cool. Yeah, well, you know, and 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 the statistics like that are pretty amazing because when you think about it, there was really nothing like it. Um and the way it kind of took the world by storm. So it it's been it, you know, it's been it's been it's been a hell of a ride. And then to come back after almost 25 years and put this new record out, just came out Friday, just last Friday, Black Friday. And the response on this new record has been just amazing. I think you could equate the fact that you're so successful at doing these phone calls is because you just know how to grate on people's nerves. You know, like you you find this, you find someone, you know exactly what to say to them to get them going. So uh, on the new uh, the new album, what what was your premise going into this? What were you gonna do? Were you still doing the same voices? Did you come up with some new characters? Um, you know, because you know those old voices could have been recognizable. Someone might have been like, oh. And what was your premise going into the different phone calls that you made on there? You know, it was funny going into this this new project. I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna force anything. I'm not gonna compete with myself. I'm just gonna relax, and I'm gonna just think about just what makes me laugh what what makes me feel like you know that that was that was fucking off the wall what that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy um and i did that i did that because that was the hard part of making this new record um not, not <laughs> <laughs> I got I got UPS here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, this is fun. I, 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 don't worry about it. I love real moments like this because it just it's just like everybody is at home and it's not like we're in a professional studio. We're just we're at we're at each other's. I'm in my apartment. You're in your house, and you really yeah. can You know, this is just real life moments. So you know I, what it is. UPS, UPS just pulled up, and he went fucking berserk. So do you, have a, do you have a copy of the new? Uh, do you have a copy there with you or no? Yes. I just want to show everybody what it looks like because I I always love the artwork. I just got this sent to me yesterday, so um, this just came yesterday. This is uh, the new record. It's oh, weird. I know. How can you see it? There are yeah. too much, okay. too much, too much Classic. glare. No, that's fine. Just put it up close to the camera. There you go. Sean oh, Taggart. Awesome. Yeah, Sean Taggart's the man. He's sort yeah. of got the same, almost like um, the the John K style of uh, cartoon. John Taggart did Red and Stimpy. And, yeah. Uh, Angry George or George Licker. Yeah. See, and there, there's the uh, the inside. See, I didn't want to name it on the uh, on the cover. Can yeah. you see that? A little bit. Lays it up towards your face. Balloon animals. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Balloon animals. <laughs> so now that that uh, I didn't want to put that on the cover. You see? Yeah. Be because the cover is Sean's artwork, and yeah. I just I just didn't. I, that was so perfect that if you put balloon animals or anything else on there, I, it, it, to me it would have just. So I said, well, let's put the name of the album inside balloon animals. So, and it doesn't matter to me because I wanted to have that feel from yesterday, like where it's just Frank and he's got a ratchet in his hand and it's the jerky boys. So that's what I wanted to have that kind of feel. But it's, it's, uh, it's the, the response, like I said, has been amazing. And, um, and now it's, it's just you and nobody else, right? 
Yo, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's 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 just me doing the characters. That's you know, that's the way for all intents and purposes, that's the way it was. I I, I always liked it when it was just you, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it, it, it's 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 been for Jesus. It's it's 25 years now. It's you know, you know, it's been just me. You know, Kamal split uh geez, 1997, I believe he split officially. But before that, it was it was getting, you know, a little wacky, but you know, what are you going to do? You know, he's a grown man. He wanted to go make uh, movies and he wanted to go and uh, direct and he wanted to write. So I always gave him, you know, I always said, God bless, man. You know, I wished him, I wished him well all the time. I never wished any ill will. So no, I've but, never heard you say a bad word about him. No, 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 no. I, you know, and besides what, you know, if he wants, that's his thing. He wants to go do it. So go, go ahead. But I can't just say, oh, well, that's it now. You know, the Jerky Boys. I mean, if you look at any records that were ever out, you know, I did 95, 99% of the, the work, 99% of the characters. You know, I did all the, pretty much all the stuff anyway, so I can't just abandon it. Yeah. Why would I, why would I do that? You know, I got, I got millions of fans out there. I can't just, oh, okay, that's it. Fuck it, I'm done. You know, he wants to go do, then God bless. So anyway, long story short, like I said, I always, I always wish him well. And, uh, you know, um, uh, he actually he's done projects, and uh, from what I heard, Martin Scorsese actually was fond of one of the projects he's done. So, okay. yeah, but that's you know that that is what it is. But um, I, I, I bump into him every once in a while. Yeah, that's cool, you know. But uh, I just I I had a, a weird first encounter with him where he was um, trying to uh, you know I had a, a, I I. Photos, I had headshots taken from somebody that was, they said that they were like this like awesome photographer and like I couldn't use any of the headshots. So basically, you know, the guy said, you know, he was just going to do it for me. And then, then I, when I said I couldn't use any of this, he was like, well, then you, you owe me money for the film. I was like, but you asked me to do, you, you came to me. So <laughs> the guy was like, I was like, no, I, I, I didn't want to do it. You were like, no, please come. Let me take your headshots. So now this guy's chasing me down for fucking sixty dollars for film, and I was like, "No, fuck you!" And then all of a yeah. sudden, one day I'm at a bar, and Kamal comes down and tries to shake me down for the sixty dollars. I was like, I, "I was like, get the fuck out of here, get out of here." That is so. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Sixty yeah, bucks. Yeah. So, but I, I like I so I got I got a really weird taste in my mouth the first time I met him. But uh, you know we we do we do have a bunch of mutual friends and everybody always says nothing but good things about him. My friend Ivy Supersonic knows him really well and shit like that. I think my buddy uh, who's I'm doing a movie with him in the spring, Eddie Crawford. Uh, he just did a movie. I think he, like, he recently died a part in one of his movies. So, but I, I you know I love anybody that has ambition that's out there making shit happen for themselves, especially in this business. So again, like you, no ill will, no bad thing. But it was just the first time, just like kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But yeah. Um, so forget about that. Let's talk about. Do you have a favorite on the new CD? Is there a favorite phone call? Is there one that you were like, this is my fucking Picasso? Like this is my. Uh... It, it's it's so hard to to do that or to say that. Um, I, when I put this new record out, I, I I said to myself, I said, man, there's a lot, there's a lot of good ones on here that you know that I I, I might think, but I I can't ever say that too loud because um, sometimes you know most of the time you just don't know, you never know. Yeah. So I uh I knew to myself that this is. Some really, some really, really good stuff, and a long time in the making. 
But when the record dropped on Friday and people started to really were able to hear it and to listen, I got just inundated and, and my phone was blowing up and they're like, Jesus, Johnny, this and everyone. The beautiful news is everyone loved this one, that one, this one, this one, because they're they're all, And the funny thing is they move beautifully right right to today. So you're talking 20, almost 25 years. This record drops and it's not even like not even like I missed an hour. It's like they roll they roll right in. Sal's talking about iRobots and and uh, Sal's uh, talking about his email and you know and and Frank and and all the characters are in with so, us today. So, so there's today. there's oh so it's like uh, Frank Rizzo 2020, Sal Rosenberg 2020. Um, yeah, that's what, is, there, is, there, is there new characters? Did you develop something new? Yes, I, I actually have a, a few new characters on the record. Um, that uh, also are getting a tremendous response. And it's so funny, one character, I, don't, I didn't even remember his name. And I wanted to talk about him in an interview. And I was like, shit, I can't bring him up because I forgot his name. Because um, I forgot what I named the character. So somebody reminded me, his name is Lewis. And, and the, the character is just off the fucking wall. It's, uh, and, it's, and now it's one of my favorite characters to do. So... And I, the good news is I have plenty of material now to roll into a, the next Jerky Voice record. What? Uh, so how do you attack this? Do you just pick up a paper and go to like the one ads or what, what's your plan of attack when you're making a phone call? You know, um, on this record, I just, I had, I, I, I get, which is a good thing. I get people to, to send me numbers of, of, people that they think might be good victims or people that uh, are argumentative or people that, you know, so I have numbers to work with. Other ways, I just, uh, I just dial up something I think might work. It's, it's, it's exactly like the old days. It's no different. Cool. And um, so Saul Rosenberg obviously is very, very close to Mort Goldman. Sort of like obviously yeah. they're, they're brothers in in a sense. Uh, do you get any flack from the people of Family Guy with the Saul Goldman character being so no. close to Mark Goldman? Are they cool with no, that? No, 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 because Family Guy came, they came at me uh, 19, 20 years ago, and they actually wanted Saul Rosenberg for Family Guy. So I I said that uh, you know. Saul Rosenberg is a Jerky Boys character for many, many years and, and, and has been for many, many years. I said, but that's not an issue. I said, because um, I knew I could, you know, Saul Rosenberg is, whenever I do Saul, I'm doing my mother. My mom used to have two, two hysterical sides. She had the one side that was Saul Rosenberg, you know, laid back like, should I bring all my shoes and my glasses so I have them? I'll take him so you know that that sort of uh, that sort of personality. And Mort Goldman is um, the other side of my mom that uh, is was you know when you pissed her off or she was in a bad mood you know and and it was a very amped up character like uh, yeah Peter let's I gotta burn down the goddamn pharmacy or you know just that much more aggressive personality yeah so um, and that's how I got the two different characters. And people understand, they, they, oh, I think that's Johnny Brennan doing uh, Mort Goldman. So you could, you could clearly hear that they're the same. So we always joke around and we say that uh, Mort Goldman is Saul's long lost cousin. 
Yeah, I look. I, I got to be honest with you. Every time I watch Family Guy, I just wait for your name to come to the screen because I just I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. Like, like to me that I'm like because it's one of the most iconic fucking cartoons ever, next to The Simpsons and fucking South Park. You know, they're all three of them are right up there. I'm like, I'm like, oh, we'll go down as legends for future fucking generations to watch. And I, I, I just love seeing your name on the goddamn screen. I'm just like, that's my fucking boy, yo. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I appreciate that. And I've been in, I've been in so many episodes over the last 19 years. I've been in, I've been in a ton of episodes and people used to joke. Uh, they used to say Mort Goldman should have had his own show years ago because Mort Goldman is such a great character and he's so versatile. So yeah. you can, use, you can use Mort Goldman in, in pretty much any situation and it'll always be very uh, funny. My, my favorite, I, 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 I'll tell you one of my favorite episodes and you can tell me yours, but like, when when he goes back to World War Two, Nazi yes. Germany, like, yes. that's like yes. oh my god, it's yes. like that, that, that just like groundbreakingly funny. Yes, there's two episodes that people always say to me whenever they get when we we get a chance to talk. People say, Johnny, my two favorite episodes are you're featured in both of them. One is Road to Germany, the one you just brought up, yeah. and the other one is Family Gay, where I play uh, Scott. I play the gay, Peter's gay lover. And um, Seth and I had a blast putting that together, because uh, we had to, uh, he was in my earphones, and I was in New York, he was in LA, and we're having to do all these, we're having to make out and kiss and do this and that and the other thing. And it was hysterical trying to get through that. But Family Gay is also another favorite. And at the end, I, I believe, at the end of Family Gay, I go back in as Mort Goldman. I threw the I throw the horse through the kitchen window, and it lands on the table. And I say, "Take back your fucking horse!" Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, I, your kids. Uh, I know, like with my family and shit. Not that I'm like on your level, but my, you know, my family is so unimpressed with anything I do, which always keeps me grounded. My family and friends are just like, "Yeah, whatever." I'm like, "Oh, I'm interviewing Johnny Brennan." They're like, "So." You know, like, it's not because of you, it's just because my friends and family will always keep me grounded and they never let me. Are your kids like that? Or are your kids like, no, my dad's on Family Guy. Or they're like, no, he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, no, my 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 daughters are funny. They're um, one's 25, one's 17. I can't believe that. I remember them when they were fucking like. 11. I know, I know, I know. Time time flies. But um, yeah, no, they're, they're very proud of, of the work and they're very proud of uh you know, coming up through all the years and, but they, 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 they lived it. So Victoria, my oldest 25, uh, she's actually at, on the tail end of Jerky Boys 4. You remember how I always would, if you let the album play out after all the skits are done, if you let it play, a sound comes on. I would just always put some kind of weird, weird sound or weird finish. Yeah. And I believe it was Jerky Boys 4. My daughter Victoria's on at the very end and she's only, I believe, one and a half, maybe two. And she says, Daddy's a jackass. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so here she is now going to be 26. And, um, you know, they, 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 they've been part of it. You know, yeah. um, now they come, if I do live shows, they'll come to the shows and they'll, one will work the camera so that, you know, when people want to jump in with a, with a photograph. So my 17-year-old will take the pictures. You know, <laughs> they might hand out you know, stuff, and they just help out in a general way, just yeah. help out. But no, um, you, you always brought them to the comic book conventions and shit. That's yeah. How, you know, yeah. It was, it was but, fun uh, getting to know your family for the day, you know? Yes, yes. And um, it, it, it is fun. It is fun. And, but um, 
you know, they don't ever, they, they just understand that, you know, I created something, you know, that uh, over the years, you know, people have grown to love and, and I, I don't know if they give it much attention. My older one now, uh, you know, with her boyfriend, she'll might, she might listen to some, some, uh, some stuff, but always appreciates it. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, but, but again, remember, see, they live, they live with me. I'm busting their balls all day long. So to them, it's they're like, oh, that's dad. You know, he does that shit to me all day long, you know, yelling and screaming or fucking yelling in the house or doing something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. I'm sure it's that, I'm sure it's that way for pretty much, you know, any, anybody who's in, in the business, you know? Yeah. And another weird thing uh, about our friendship is the fact that, you know, like even like, you know, I've always spent every summer of my life upstate at a campground. That's where, like, you know, it's trailer park, whatever you want to call it. It's a campground. And, um, you know, that's that's where I, I listen to the tapes up there and stuff. And it's just so weird to know the fact, you know, that, like, every year there would be, like, this family party that's on Mount Vernon Road up in Wordsboro. And there would yeah. be this huge fucking party every year where it was, like, 50, 60 cars. It's, it blocked up the road that they had... Uh, dump tanks and all this shit. It was like the most epic party where like I, we all like we should just go down there and crash it because they look like they're having so much fun. And it turns yeah. out it's your fucking family's fucking party. Like that's yeah. like the weirdest thing. Like every yeah. summer of my life, it was like, oh, their family's having that party again. And it was like yep. you you were there. And I, I know we're, yeah. we're we're like a half a mile up the road, hysterically listening to Jerky Boy tapes, and you're right there. We probably like listening in the cars we pass you. Yeah, let, I'll tell you a really, really funny story. Um, because, you know, my dad started this whole thing off back in and around 1965. My dad thought it would be a great idea to get a, a summer home, a summer place to, to kind of raise the kids or let them go up for the summer and get them out of the city because I was born in New York City. And, um, you know, that's pretty smart thinking. At the time, my dad, he was running Abercrombie & Fitch. Oh, um, really? Yeah, the the the, the the original Abercrombie and Fitch. Wow. Yeah, um, I remember back in the day they used to have the shopping bags that said Abercrombie and Fitch, uh, New York, um, uh, San Francisco, I think, and it had one other major city. Um, but that was all the way back in in the early '60s. So my dad had enough sense of, around 1965 to say, "Hey, you know what? Get the kids out. You know, because it was only me and my sister at the time. There was no other siblings yet." So we moved up to uh, Salisbury Mills, New York, and got a nice little country place. And um, and it only about an hour out of the city. You know, we're, I'm very, very close. So that was the greatest part, I think, that ever part of my life, I think, was to, 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 to have that happen. Because it also taught me of a place that's up here in upstate New York that is is really a love and a place to, to love to come and be and for peace now my brother anthony my brother anthony owns that home oh. so um we all get to go over there and you know we're a very close family there's i i got a bunch of brothers i'm the oldest i also have a sister right behind me but um to make it a long story short so after years would go by my dad's brothers used to love coming up to my dad's house in salisbury but the, you know they 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 they're getting older they're getting families so in the, i'd say the early 70s they started getting their own places and where they started to locate was about 40 minutes north uh in Wurtsboro and Wurtsboro New York um 
And we would go up there when I was 16. We'd go up to my uncle's cabins and, and the places in Wordsboro to hunt, to go deer hunting and stuff like that. And now I'm only 15, 16, 13, 14, you know, um, and it was always a great memory going up there because it was very different from Salisbury. Salisbury was close enough to the city that, you know, it was still a little more hustle and bustle. But Wordsboro in the wintertime, it was like no man's land yeah. back, in the, back in those days. And I used to go hunting up on these camps right up the right up the block or right up the road. We sit on. So right up the road from my Aunt Greta's place. My Aunt Greta's place is the place that you see that always has this monstrous family reunion. So we drive past my Aunt Greta's on the left. We go up that hill and right up there, there's there's a couple of different camps up there back in the day when I was up there as a kid. Yeah, the, and, the place that I go to. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's where we used to hunt. And back in those days, once the winter came, there was nobody up there. There were, you could actually go through the, you could go through the campgrounds, you could go see all the houses and, and whatever. And nobody was up there. So that had to be, I'm thinking 1975, 75-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah, in that area, 75, 76-ish, even maybe, you know, 74. But um very, very interesting, very cool. And to get back to even another cool part of what you just said. That's where I found out at a family reunion, I believe it was 85 or something like that, at my aunt's place right down the road from you, that you got, Johnny, you don't understand, your, 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 your tapes are everywhere. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then they bring up Howard Stern. And that is where I was sitting when I first heard all this information. I was at a family reunion right there where you're talking about on yeah. in Wordsboro. Yeah, and, and I, so, I, was, I, I was literally a half mile up the road, probably listening to tape at the same time. Yeah. Isn't 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 that an amazing coincidence? I mean, yeah. and stuff like stuff like that in life, I find there's reasons for everything. Yeah, it's just, no doubt, no doubt. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So could uh, so people can order the CD from Tower Records, Amazon. Can you, they download it's, it as well. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. The Jerky Boys. I, I can't wait. The others, there you go. Yeah, there it is. I just so yeah, awesome. it's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. Um, last I heard, it was it, it dropped. It was number one. Um, so yeah, and, and all all of streaming media. So that yeah. you know, what's that? Spotify, I guess. All these different yeah. things. But but. Um, it's it's really it, it, I think I think everybody's I think they're gonna love it and the response I'm getting now is everybody's going fucking nuts over it so that's and, a great. Uh, thing. What what about people can follow you somewhere? Are you on Instagram or Twitter and shit like that? Or yes, yes, my Facebook Jerky Boys Johnny, uh, Facebook slash Jerky Boys Johnny, uh, Instagram Jerky Boy Johnny. I believe it's not it's no S uh, and Twitter same thing Jerky Boys Johnny. Um, all of that is at my Facebook, so you can find all the handles over there. And um, and also the jerkyboys.com. Um, and I should mention, people are going nuts over my cameos. I, I do a ton of these cameos. Oh, yeah, that's, um, a, that's a good way to make money right there. Well, the guys, the guys at Cameo said, Johnny, man, this is perfect for you. Because the people can pick any character that they've loved through the years. Yeah. And and they they I I do birthdays that you know, as a matter of fact, I got Probably an hour to get one out, or 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 it's it's done. So isn't that funny? So, but yeah, it's it's uh, cameo.com forward slash Johnny Brennan. So people are also enjoying the cameos. But um, I'm just grateful that you 
that you give me the time to come back and say hello. Of course, hello man. And, You're my fucking boy, bro. Absolutely. Yes, I appreciate that. Wait, I appreciate Sean. Go ahead. Well, I always appreciate You know me. I always want to, before I get out, I want to give a big shout out to all the Jerky Boys fans out there. They're the most loyal fans I think I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, we, we, we all love you, man. You know me. I've been a fan since day one. Could you end this show with maybe like a Frank Rizzo saying, listen, you listen to the Grillo's Aftershock XL Jerky, something like that? Yes, a gr right. Grillo's Aftershock. XL. XL. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. What's up there, you numbnut bastards? You're listening to Grillo's Aftershock XL. So keep listening or I'll fucking tune your ears back a little bit. All right there, nibble nuts. <laughs> awesome, bro. Thank you so much. Uh, nothing but uh, success to you. and uh, I hope you and your family stay safe. And I'm going to go download this shit right now because I can't wait to hear what you, uh, you, the, the new level of Jerky Boys that, that, you, that you've reached. It's going to be groundbreaking. I'm excited. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I will talk to you very soon, brother. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. Talk to you later. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye.